Today's episode of Warriors Plus Minus is brought to you by NetSuite. Successful companies know that faster growth requires the right tools. If you're doing one, 10, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives you a full picture of your business. That's finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite. It is the world's number one cloud business system. You can schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. You can do it all at netsuite.com slash listen. That's netsuite.com slash listen. Plus minus. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit. Plus minus. That is a word right there. What'd you say? Plus minus. Marcus Thompson. Marcus always telling the truth. Plus minus. The only thing that I would say to Ethan Strauss is that he's a pretty damn good reporter. Um, he's well plus respected. Minus. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome back to Warriors Plus Minus. I am here with Tim Kawakami, the boss of us all, the signer of checks. Mm, yeah, not no, 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 no. And Ethan Strauss, what's up, homie? Author of the Victory Machine, the signer of books. <laughs> Pretty soon here, right? Why did you just Why did you just say that like a like an awkward white guy? That was very strange. That I mean, completely I was, threw me off. I, I was mentioning your name. I was just trying <laughs> to get in your lane. I wanted to make you comfortable. That was like that was like Pete Buttigieg on the stump. I don't know what that was. That was. Uh... <laughs> No offense to Buttigieg or any Buttigieg supporters. That was just the first political reference that came to mind. But, yes, Victory Machine, pre-order today. Coming out when? April 14th. April 14th. Just April in 14th. time for the Warriors playoff run. We're going to start getting some reviews coming out pretty soon, I think. I, I think there was already uh, one. Was there one? Okay. Right? Didn't, uh, what was it, Golden State of Mind? Yep, yep, Golden State of Mind and uh, on Goodreads. And uh, I encourage people to read the reviews uh, only if they're great. <laughs> Actually, I, I will say this. It's a little self-referential, but Andre Godala, in a typical Andre Godala move, uh-oh. last night in the visitor's locker room, told me that he heard my book was good. <laughs> but in typical Andre form, uh, could not recall uh, the person he heard that from or the context. So it was just all very mysterious and ethereal. And I didn't even take the bait. I, you know, it was tempting to go, oh, who, how? Are you sure? Impress him on it. But no, I just... say, oh, but your book was good too, Andre. You <laughs> and I, well, look at us. Look at us now. You We're both I. authors. Let's, let's, you know, let's, uh, let's invest together. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's find a good VC. You're supposed to, you're supposed to feel honored by that and, and cherish the moment. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Can you I, know, I got to say, it was a lot of fun having him back. It, it was something that, I guess I, you know, Nate Duncan gets sensitive about revealing what he's saying in the locker room sometimes, but I don't think he should in this case. Uh, he just said to Andre, you know, this this scene's been missing you, and I have to agree. It, it was a lot more entertaining having Andre in the building. Can can I point out one of these uh, reviews on Goodreads? Ethan? Yep. Is no. that allowed? Go. Uh, that, that's allowed, but give me, and I apologize for this, 15 seconds. My dog is barking okay. his head off outside. I'm going to let him in. I'm going to run back and be back in There's a review seconds. right there. Go go do read the yeah, review then. Dog. Jeff says, excellent book about the Warriors dynasty. Chapters on the ownership and the general manager. Chapters on the previous roster and how they tweaked and made moves to acquire one of the game's best players in Kevin Durant. Chapters on Steve Kerr. 
the Warriors coach and the more in-depth chapters on Kevin Durant's star, how he wanted to be perceived and some insights on what possibly was going on with his through the 2018-19 season. I really enjoyed this book and was glad to be able to receive an arc from NetGalley for review. Pick up this book if you like the book. This is a paid It's ad. written by his publicist. This is a paid Ethan, ad. who wrote that? Your publicist? This is a paid ad. Yeah. By the way, this is a very niche topic, but who is this army of people who get books early and are citizen <laughs> reviewers? I, I clearly am not a part Neither of it. Neither am I. We're Neither not a I. part it's of all right. this. It's all right. Because uh, other whoever this is, Jeff, whoever this is, your homie Jeff. Uh, <laughs> you got a copy. Before Jeff has I did. a copy of a book. <laughs> Supposedly, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff yeah. In my, in my oh, 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 oh! This is impressive. Really, really smart look at the NBA as a corporate product and one of the most fascinating superstars of our time, Kevin Durant. The review submitted by. Sopan Deb. Oh boy! Oh, see, you've been getting a little love from Sopan recently too, Ethan. You've been—he's probably Sopan's probably got a book coming out. I, Ethan will be the first can one I reviewing get a that. Check, I, Ethan? Want, yeah. I, will, I want to broker. I, will, I will write a review. I, I want to broker a piece between Tim and Sopan. Oh, I—we're I, I, okay. We're okay. I think we're okay. So that's a whole other issue. That's a whole other issue. I just want to check. I'll write a review. Yeah. No, no, actually, we should just get a check for reading those reviews. Uh, literally, right? They're like advertisements. I don't know why we did that. Should I read this one-star review? It's po- <laughs> no, it's we've done it. We've done, no, we've done it. Do like, can I read I a one-star say, review, Ethan? <laughs> oh, I didn't even know there was a one-star <laughs> review. There is. I had no idea. You were scared for it. <laughs> I was a little bit uh Well, that's going to happen. You have to brace yourself for oh, yeah. it. You can't just assume it's all going to be great. Hey, that's all I that's all I ask, guys. I just ask for a hundred percent praise and no downside. You know what? I think that is and you can actually expect what that. you can expect that. I think that's actually what frustrates a lot of athletes uh, nowadays. Is that ba- back in the day, if you were a great athlete, if you were a great basketball player, yeah, maybe somebody in the in the local paper would take a shot at you. Maybe it'd be even when you were on the road, so you might not even see it. Um, or you'd hear a fan yell something, but for the most part, the vast majority of the feedback you were getting would be positive. And now they're addicted to their phones where on social media, so much of the commentary is negative. And I think it's really driving the league pretty insane. And if I'm going to tie it back to the topic at hand, I think that's what people like about Andre Iguodala to a certain extent is that he doesn't seem to really care or be playing. And, and some all. people don't like that about him too. I mean, unanimity is like sixty percent in this world now because there's always going to be forty percent who yeah, hate. The majority everything. is forty. Yeah, it's like there's forty percent is going to hate. Yeah, right? Just yeah, it's just like there's out. there's going to be no, no matter what people who hate everything. But, yeah, Andre is different. He's like, I'm going to do my thing. And you had a point in your article, which we just posted, by the way, that, like, you know, you don't always know what he's thinking, but he sticks to it. He's just like, this is what I'm going to do. And he had earned it because, he, you know, if he was 25 years old and was sitting out a season, it would be entirely different than being 36 years old and winning three championships, finals MVP, Olympian, and doing it. But also, you like, you, you know you're not going to get, like, him – popping off on social media about somebody criticizing him it's just not going to happen he gets Steph to do it actually you know that's that's a pretty high class way to respond is to get Steph Curry to jump in for you yeah I I think that we want our athletes to principally be about their craft and whatever people thought of Kobe I think people love that about him that he was projecting the image of somebody who was obsessed with basketball and obsessed with getting better And I think that's the main thing that we want. And also people are drawn to security. 
Steph Curry, very secure. And it's almost a cruel joke that the more insecure you are, the more people can smell it on you and the less love who, you who get. Might, who might you be re- referring <laughs> I don't to know, there? By the victory I, I feel attacked. Yeah. I feel attacked. <laughs> wow, wow. No, Marcus I mean, but, is very secure. Marcus is very secure. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm more insecure than Marcus, I think, <laughs> which Marcus then plays with sometimes. And he'll say that this person, like he just did with the one-star review, you know? Um, yeah. Facts. <laughs> but... But uh, uh, here's an interesting thing. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to maybe one of the people you're referring to, Durant. But I also think, like, his vulnerability and his insecurity is also attractive to some people. They feel like they have to protect him. Yeah. I've felt it's that, too. It's what makes yeah. him unique. Yeah, it's like, I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in there's a cumulative effect versus a one-time effect. And those two things are really different. I remember that... People talk about how fun Monte Ellis was to watch back when the Warriors were bad. They're like, oh, he's so fun. And they'd be fans of other teams. And, yeah, maybe if you watch the Warriors uh, for that one game they had on TNT back then and one game of Monte Ellis when he was the central force of that particular team. I mean, you just really brought a a diss to Monte randomly out this guy. You just pulled it out. Like, let me take this shot at Monte. (laughs) I'm just making a point. And, by the way, I really enjoyed Monte Ellis – aesthetically when he was playing alongside Baron Davis and it wasn't usage through the roof, pounding the ball into the floorboards, Jack and mid range at the end when of the shot clock. he was shooting 53%. It was incredible. He was a pretty fun supplementary player, but there's just such a difference in the cumulative effect of that versus occasional effect of that. And I think when somebody is very, much just cycling through all the recriminations and it's the same story and it's again and again and again. You know, I was less drawn to that, uh, what was it called, All the Smoke with uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Uh, I saw some clips of it. I was amused by the Duran interview, but it also just felt like this is a road that we've been down yes. and that we're never getting out of. It's no. crazy, yeah, too, it just how, gets repeating. Like, yeah, yeah this, but it's it's every re- time yeah. the people who are like, like it happens – and it's like breaking. I know. Oh my God! Oh, he said, "This is why he left." <laughs> well, Oklahoma yeah, the City. thunder. They, they like, bring back. I think you, you like. What are we doing talking about the thunder all of a sudden? Like, was it that? Kevin explains why he left the thunder. <laughs> really, we're like four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking about it's, this for? Um, but they got a. That, that's part of what Andre, being wise, Andre saying they missed the Warriors. They missed this, you know, mm. this high. You know, level of dis well, not discourse. There's high level of intrigue, drama, personalities. But I mean, another thing. I hate this. I keep. I just read Ethan's story, so I keep referring to it. But oh, he loves. I don't it. mind. I know. I know. He loves I don't it. Mind. Yeah. Uh, the the you know the locker room of the Warriors without those guys, and obviously without Steph and, and Clay being in there, being full part of it, is is boring. It's just not like it's just a bunch of new players getting to know each other. And you used to have Duran in the corner, either in a good mood or bad mood. You had Andre. You didn't know what you were going to get from Andre, but it was interesting. You had Sean over there. You had Steph, and you had Clay. And you just it's just to take them all out and replace them with Eric Paschal and Damian Lee and Kai Bowman. When Andre says the, the league misses what they were, yeah, that's what we're saying. Just for us, you talk about the cumulative. It's like, we go in there, I wasn't there last night, but we go in there, and it's just like, this is not a huge 
huge reason to be in here, unless you know it's for the Steph. Miami Heat locker room was lit. Yeah, though. Miami Heat locker yeah. room is interesting. Jimmy Butler is like a side part of this. You know, he's a, the major part of that team, but he's a side part of what was going on last night. Like when, when again, Ethan wrote this. I'm recording it again. But yeah, you had a reference <laughs> to Jimmy Butler. My first thought was, why is he referenced Jimmy Butler? Oh, wait a minute, he was in the locker room then too, because he's on the Heat. It's just an interesting. You know, the league misses the Warriors drama. The league keeps conjuring it back up, or observers do. In the long run, you know, as writers, as documenters of what's going on with the Warriors, and maybe it returns next season, but, man, it's missing for us, too. We kind of missed those stories. And Andre's return was a bit of a, yeah, here, here it is. Part of the drama might never come back again, but it was good to see. Tim, I feel like you would have hated last night, so maybe it was good that you weren't <laughs> good, there because, good. well, because you have a critique of the Bay Area media, and maybe we leave this in, maybe we don't. That <laughs> don't name it, any names, please. I won't name any it's names. In, just yeah. so you know. I won't. I won't name any names, and it, it's almost paradoxical because the Bay Area is very much on the vanguard, dynamic, changing area. Again, My but but. It's really uh, it's it's a nostalgist media class. Yes. It's really yes. into what happened. It's obsessed with what happened and talking. And I, I don't mind it so much because it's nice to have a connection to history and you know that makes the present matter to a certain extent. But you could feel the full force of it. Everybody wanted a part of reliving Warriors glory last night in the locker room. Yep. It, you could feel it. You could yep. feel and it. It's it not. Was just, it's yeah. not limited. I'm sorry. To the Warriors. Being Slater was in the Warriors locker room. <laughs> Talking about the next, what's future? You wanted the next around the corner, but I say it's not limited to uh, the Warriors, the 49ers. That's, I mean, how many times are you going to hear? And, and I don't, again, I'm not ripping any specific story, but how many times do we need Steve Young, Ronnie Lott, Joe Montana, Aunt Jerry Rice commenting on something that they have not been a part of for 15, 20 years? And how many times are you going to hear Giants fans pining about the old Giants and it needs to be like that? You know, this Bay Area, and I think. The media responds to it or is a part of it is just, just a nostalgic group. It just loves talking about the past. And, yes, I do critique it. Sometimes not for discussion on a podcast, but I'll, I'll address it generally here. What's next? Reader, I think, like, the most interesting stuff is what's next. I really – I've always thought that, and maybe that's why – one, it was probably good. I went in there last night, and two, I'm a little different than a lot of people in the Bay Area. That's not a shock. And Marcus is dead in the nostalgia thing. So, You're just past. You're part of relic. No, nah, I mean, you know, I was writing five years ago, five years ago pieces, and you were loving them. And now you switch it on me. <laughs> no, I said like, when they're relevant, they're good. Yeah, when they're relevant, yeah. they're good. What's the most uh, read and purchased story that I've ever written at the Athletic? It was looking back at the Hamptons meeting. So, you know, some of them, I'm not going to say every single one of them is bad, but if Ethan's going to bring it up, I'm going to agree that I, I, I get tired of this you it know, was a little the trot, the trot, the trot, yeah, the trot. I think it's different. Yeah, yeah. I think it's different. If you do some original, incredible reporting, I mean, I would love to read some sort of recap of something that happened from the 1980s 49ers that was done in depth, like uh, Jason Jenks. Uh, excavation, right? Yep. Uh, but there's something a little different. It's almost like there's a warm glow over here that's dissipated, and let's all try to scrunch up <laughs> alongside. Keep it alive with our yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> warm our hands to Andre Iguodala's memories. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know, hey, and I'm and I'm complicit in that. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 hey, Marcus, what was that Warriors? Because you went, you were in the visitors' locker room uh, that the Miami Heat were using, and then you went to the Warriors' locker room. What was the difference like at the oh, chase? Oh man, set? it was. <laughs> 
it, it, it was like how the visiting locker room should be, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yep. that's how it was. I, I'll tell you who was in there. Juan Toscano Anderson, Jeremy Pargo, <laughs> uh, Andrew Wiggins came in. Kai uh, Bowman. Zach right? Norville. Yep. And Kai Bowman was leaving when I got in there. And that was it. And Slater and the PR staff. And nobody was talking. Slater ended up. No, Dray- no Draymond no even? No Draymond. Like, uh, I, Damon he, Lee was at the podium. Mm, okay. So that's where kind of the, the media who's covering the Warriors were. But just the whole vibe was different. It was just like, all right, they were the extras in this show. Yep. This was about Andre Iguodala. It was about the Miami Heat. It was about the pass. It mm-hmm. was, there was there was nothing about a Warrior squad who actually played well yep. enough to yep. sniff a oh, victory. Oh, it was I, – I don't – I didn't hear the Bob Fitzgerald commentary, but I can imagine <laughs> – what was said? Yeah, um, I, I did listen to it. He was mostly like ripping the league for not signing Marquise Chris. Of course, ignoring the fact that the Warriors cut Marquise Chris themselves. Uh, but they but did all... that knowing that the rest of the league. <laughs> yeah, they all thought up. everybody. You know they like, realized how him. realized he everyone get claimed Fitz... off waivers. And... <laughs> Bob Fitzgerald loves Marquise Chris, man. Marcus and I were talking to Joe. That's Lico, right, and... huh? That did just happen, huh? Yeah, it, it, and Bob Fitzgerald cruised by. That's Marquise Chris this, Marquise Chris that. Oh, the rest of the league is so smart. They didn't know about, Mar- you know. He just... <laughs> I'm going to button my lip right now. Uh, <laughs> but I guess the reason, one of the reasons why it is generally not as interesting in that locker room, because how many parts of the p- players in that locker room are going to be parts of the next season? Or have been here for this yeah, season. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, like, yeah. Or how many are they're, interesting? They're you so know? brand new. There's a, I just named four players who just got <laughs> here, right? <laughs> and there's more, right? I mean, there's probably, I can't even think of all the others. But, you know, you got Wiggins probably going to be part of next season. You've got Looney part of next season. You've got Draymond, obviously, and Chris will be part. Chris of will be part of next season. Damian Lee. Lee. But then, yeah, now you're real. You start, yeah. yeah, Pascal, who's – you want to talk about Pascal? What's happened to him? Yeah, that's that. That's part of the depressing aspect of the season where the losses. Yeah, you you know, losses are what they are. Let's talk. Let's talk about Wiggins first before we get to Pascal. Yeah, we need to talk about Wiggins. You were mentioning Ethan about how you know sometimes, like in this day and age, the athletes hear the negative. There's so much negative. There's so much negative. We've seen 65 minutes of Andrew Wiggins play with the Warriors. Was the book on him accurate? I know it's a small sample size, but did you walk away feeling like, all right, maybe there's something there after seeing what you saw in two games? You see the weakness of the left hand um, and the slowness of certain moves, and I'm not sure what can be improved there. By the way, I don't want to bring it back to Pascal, but if the Warriors were making more of a progression with the guys they got, maybe you could buy in uh, more so to the idea that they're going to turn around Wiggins' career. Now, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to scoop anybody who's uh, interviewing Thibodeau about this, but I know Thibodeau has some thoughts on this, and he was in the building. Um, and he's is he going to be there the rest of the season? He's going to be there the rest of the season now. <laughs> he was there. The, he was got there a night couple. where, where I'll, I just all I know is you got a night where Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins are oh, in the true. same that building. You're going to have Tom Thibodeau there. there. You go. But there you go. I don't know going forward. I think he said he was on his way somewhere. But I mean, hey, there are rumors he's going to coach the Knicks. Who knows? But he's very optimistic about Wiggins on the Warriors because of the spacing and everything else. I, I don't know if I share that optimism. I think you can maybe have an expectation that he is going to be a good placeholder at a very important position, but defensively not great. 
and offensively there's that slowness and maybe it's hard to assess until he's really surrounded by that Steph Clay spacing and, and we'll, we'll know that. I think that one of the big keys, like I, I look at him, he gives for these two games, he's given more effort than you see normally when you watch the Timberwolves. Not in the, fir- not in the first half of the last yeah. night. <laughs> first half of last night was, it was like, okay, he's back. Yeah, this is, this he's is, back. Yeah. But then he, he stepped it up. Yep. Uh, but the part that it's like, okay, if you ne- ever need anything to know to temper the Andrew Wiggins hype, he has four rebounds in 65 yep. minutes. Yep. And it's like, you got to, six foot seven, one of the best athletes on the court in a wide open game, you got to get four rebounds. Like, that's literally per uh, game. Yeah, yeah per right? game, not per two game. per. So, yeah, yeah, that's the part where it's like, that. those are the windows into what's yep. been the problem with him. There is There is a feeling, though, that. If you just take away the salary and toss it out of your mind, there's a functionality to Andrew Wiggins. Like he can, he can fit what they're doing. If nothing else, the switching defense yep. he allowed them to play really uh, surprised yes. the Heat. Yep. And uh, you're not doing that with uh, D'Angelo Russell, as Nate Duncan pointed out. And I will add, uh, I saw a lot of Bulls fans were very excited about uh, <laughs> D'Lo's game last night. Seven of 12, 22 points. And then you look at the box score, and it's minus 22, the worst plus minus by five of, of the people on his team. You can't and, you can't cite that, Ethan. They get very oh, angry if you I'm do. Sorry, they get very, very angry. Defense is half the game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he was playing against the best team in the East. What do you guys expect? Yeah, that didn't have – yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> um, but, no, no, we'll see. We'll see with him. I, he, can, he can have hot games. I think – it's a little trite, but exactly what Marcus is saying. If you just look at Wiggins as a $10 million player, not a $30 million, and he is a $30 million player, that's going to restrict what they can do in the future. It's going to restrict his value. It's going to restrict can they trade him or not. Probably not, at, some, you know, after, at least for a little while. But if you look at as a basketball player, as a 10, like I said, if he's, if he's Sean Livingston, like when the Warriors signed Sean Livingston you know, in 2014, for $9 million, He's a really serviceable player at a position they need. They can switch. It's not putting, you know, a, a player who doesn't really mix into them into this into this thing and just trying to force it to happen. It's like you can just stand over there for five minutes at a time and then for three minutes take four shots and get to the rim because he can get to the rim. But what, what do I what do I always talk about with this team? They can't finish. They can't finish at the rim. Alec Burks was was maddening watching that. And Wiggins can get to the rim. He can finish either hand. He can certainly elevate. He might turn the ball over a few times while he's doing that, but he can he can get you those buckets that might be created by the space. If you just look at them, it's if, crazy if, watching yeah. the finishes. Like he yeah, there do, was oh, nobody. Oh, who oh, oh no that chance. Shot. No, Kevin Durant was the only guy they had for three years who could do that, and they didn't have anybody before that. If you just look at him as a you know ten million dollar player, that you just forget about the rest of it. I see it. I see that. But he's not. He's a $30 million player. He's the guy that they were, you know, I mean, were you guys, were you around when a certain Warriors executive after the first game was joking like, hey, how come we need three superstars? Yeah. Why does everybody say we need three superstars? And the answer was because you had Kevin Durant with yeah. Steph and Clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've done it. You've done it. Don't say the name. It's off the record. It's I off won't the say record. the name. I won't say the name, but I will say that it's weird to me, considering um, how red of tooth and claw the NBA environment is, that he's always mystified by the unfairness within it. And yeah. it's and, just, and they're part of it. They're a huge part of it. This is what they do, you know. And 
I mentioned Iguodala to them, like, oh, but he's not a superstar. Well, he was really good when you he, when they I signed. Mean, you're like, going was, to yeah, retire yeah. his jersey. Exactly. Like. I mean, he was <laughs> Finals MVP. So don't just discount that you had Andre Iguodala too, by the way. So, but you want to be as good. As, and this is something I respect about the Warriors is they're always trying to get that great player. They're always aiming for for the best. And, and, and now they're like, man, stop expecting. Yeah, that I know. From come us. on. What's this? What is this? You expect we're going to get Giannis now? No, he did not say that. He did not say that. But. It's just funny that this is the world they created in large part. Yes. This is a world that their own players embrace. Keep in mind DeMarcus Cousins, too, right? Exactly. This that. is this yeah. what their own players embrace and sometimes literally embrace this right, after right. games. Uh, so it's not wrong to go, well, listen, you, ha- you got D'Angelo Russell to try to flip him for somebody great, and you flipped him for somebody who's worse than him. I, I know, I mean, we'll see with Wiggins, but I think most NBA value would say that he's worse than, than D'Angelo Russell. It's fair to say, okay, you're not going to flip them for a superstar now. And, and it's like, okay, you can't say, oh, no, no, we never were going to do that. Of course, you're always trying to do it. It's part of the process. Don't I didn't mean it process, fill it process, but the, the Warriors process. So I just thought it was amusing. It's okay. I don't mind it. It just is amusing that this is part of the response. Yeah, I mean, the that's Warriors. natural to want to change the narrative like yeah, in yeah. the middle of there. I got and, it. And losing <laughs> sucks. I mean, one of the reasons why I find myself drifting over to the visitor's locker room is that you know, Marcus, how nice was it to be when you were there just to see people laughing and enjoying themselves and just like, nah, oh, my. give me the misery, baby. <laughs> you want the misery, <laughs> give me, huh? Yeah, give me the misery. Give me the, <laughs> the, the mean stares across the room. That's what I want. Are they, they doing that, though? They're not nah, even they're they're not, not, They don't even know each other <laughs> well <laughs> enough to hate each other. Yeah, nah, we're cool. It's we're like, like that guy, whoever he was, didn't pass me the ball. I think it's funny that the, the, <laughs> the, hope, the hope is that Andrew Wiggins can be as good as Harrison Barnes was. Yeah. Right? Can you yep. kind of fill that role? Harrison Barnes in his last year with the Warriors made $3.8 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And by the way, the fans were roasting him and still roast him for not shooting too well. $3.8 million is what yep. he made his yep. last year. Not shooting right. well in the finals. It, you know, Bogut had an interesting defense of Barnes in the finals, uh, saying that the kind of defense that the Cavs played, um, that that switching defense had the Warriors out of rhythm, and and Barnes is uh, is is somebody you can shoot in rhythm when the ball is really hopping, but out of that out of sync, it didn't go too well. I don't think that's gonna really prevent any fans from roasting yeah Barnes, and also but, but also what i get they say the same thing about wiggins oh when he makes all his wide open shots you're supposed to make your wide open shots yeah. when you don't make your slightly contested or contested shots or you take too many of them that's not good you don't just erase them so and i was a defender of barnes as much as anybody mostly because he could play that power four position yes. and they needed and that. defense at that yeah that position. was important yeah. to them i that, remember that in the whole, memphis series he's literally guarding uh, he's zach guarding, randolph absolutely right? i mean that the fact that they, that they could throw him in the middle of that was hugely important to that first title and important to the 73 win season frankly just he just couldn't make shots in several important games at the end of the 2016 yeah. season but I, I don't do the oh if he could ju- he just looks so good when he do this so but if you do it a little different ah forgive him for that no that's part of what makes Steph great is he makes all the shots like you just <laughs> add them all up he throws the seventy footers and that's part of his stats we compare and contrast that because other guys do similar stuff and they do it at a lesser efficiency rate it's just like this is how we do it you can't just say in the greatest situation when it's all perfect he's good well so are a lot of people and then when it's not so perfect they're not so good i'm wondering you know so there was all this nostalgia when andre came back and it had me wondering whether they made the right decision in breaking up the core 
and getting the asset in D'Lo. And yeah, it would have kind of, it, because I, I'm of two minds. On the one hand, I, I think to myself, man, the story really had kind of run out by the end of that run. But then I also think hmm, they could have kind of been the Spurs and everybody gets older and they keep getting older and that's okay. And people like that too. And I really wondered. I, I, I kind of figured that they made the right decision cutting the cord of it, but last night had me wondering. What do you guys think? I mean, I wrote at the time, I still believe I wouldn't have done it. I, I wouldn't have got hard-capped. I wouldn't have given up uh, Ethan. No, I would have given Andre. <laughs> I'd give up Ethan for, for whatever. Yeah, heartbeat. But, uh, <laughs> I don't want, I'm not getting myself hard-capped. Yeah, he would cut you so fast, Ralph. <laughs> uh, but... You know, I understand why they did it, the whole asset value, but you gave up a future number one to, to get rid of Iguodala, and then Memphis turned Iguodala into a number one. So, and, well, Justice Winslow, I don't know that that's the greatest valuing of talent. Now, if they had kept Iguodala, he might have looked old, and, you know, so they won 37 games with an aging Andre Iguodala, and what do they do then? Maybe they trade him. Maybe they would have traded him this trade deadline. I don't know, but I wouldn't have done it. I didn't think I get it, but I, and I also thought if you're going to do it and you're going to do it for a guy who doesn't fit as much as Russell doesn't fit, you have to know you can move Russell for a really good player. That's why you did this. Not sure they did that. Wiggins, you know, decent fit aside, at $30 million, you're kind of stuck with this guy for a little while, I think, and you're going to get but negative you, value for But him. you have the draft pick. You do least. have the draft pick. At least also, I want to say, if I get cut, I'm coming back like Marquise Chris. That's, <laughs> that's number one. I, I, no. I, I, if I wave you, I know that 31 other teams will let you we'll yeah. have our 29 other teams. <laughs> whatever league we're talking about here, I was suddenly putting you in the NFL there for a second. <laughs> Unless you want to go play for the XFL, there might, 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 there might be. I might, there I might, Bob Fitzgerald might not have my back quite as much, though. But <laughs> you know, it's not—it's not just getting Wiggins; it's also getting that draft pick, and you know, that's a little something to get excited about if you're if you're a Warriors fan. And I'm not so much. So it's not going to play into this draft, right? It could. It's likely the next draft, and then unprotected the draft after. And I have to say, betting against the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, I don't think anybody's lost money on that. Uh, any time in the last, I don't know, two decades. Uh, or you so. watch, you watch Wiggins and I mean, uh, Towns and Russell next year. I just watched give up fifty-five wins, fifty-win team. I just watched them give up one hundred and thirty-seven yeah, points new. on eighty-nine it's shots. It's new to the Raptors and their fifteen in straight wins. In win. Toronto, come on, there's no harm in getting beat by the champions. But look, <laughs> I still would have done the move either way it go. They had to figure out a way to move forward. At some point, you just got to stop chasing what you had, right? Like, you just got to stop saying, oh, we, let's re." You got to start over. Like, these dudes are 30 years old. You have to prepare for when they're 33, which is not far away, yeah, right? Yeah. So if they don't do anything, they don't get the pick. They don't get a young player. Like, it's definitely not the most ideal. The part that's so surprising is this is never how they've operated. Mm -hmm. Looking back now... It feels like they made this move and didn't have it all planned out. And that is right? like so that. It's like yeah. you, you were like, oh, oh, this is available? All right, let, let's yeah. do it. And they will figure it out later. And that's just not how they operate it. And I feel like they just cut bait and said, let's let's get the picks. Let's create something new. Let's, let's rebuild our whole strength and numbers thing. And, like, I get it. Could have done that in July. But, yes. you know, yes. <laughs> I, I, I get it. But I don't know what could they do have, if they not if they didn't make the move. For they, me, for Russell. Yeah, like, they if they didn't just make let the move, Durant walk, they just let Durant walk. Keep Iguodala. Don't give up the 2024 pick. They wouldn't have been great. 
and especially if Steph gets hurt, they definitely wouldn't have been great. They might have been here, and they don't have— I, Can the, we say they also got lucky in a way? Maybe you can say they didn't get lucky, but, man, they're a little bit lucky that the Wolves were so desperate to get D'Angelo Russell. I, I, I don't know if there was a robust market for no, him I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there was, but— uh, I also think you might have been able to get more from a team that's throwing a party when yes. you, when, when DeAndre yes. Russell shows up yeah. and sending the plane out. It, it reminded well, yeah. me of Star Wars when they blow up the Death Star and they have that scene where they're putting the medals on each other. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. I can't remember. But it was that level of celebration. 1977 you're talking about here? <laughs> My God. Was, was Rick Wiggins even born? No, Wiggins was not even close to being born at that point. I wasn't born You yet. weren't but, born yet. But, uh, you know, it was they, they, when they throw that level of celebration, maybe that's the more subjective metric, but it says to me that eh, you could have maybe squeezed another draft yeah, pick out. Yeah, I think they it. got sick of Russell. I mean, and they, they're sort of alluding to that, and they wanted to be out of it. And I think they were and worried. Joe said, I'm not paying. Not, yeah, it, it, well, if you're sick of them, maybe yeah. this is a way to duck under the tax without giving up Loon. I think that was. I don't know this, that, but if I think it through, it was either do this and attach Spellman and Evans to get under, or it's trade Looney to get under. Now can we can we talk it, about uh, that decision? Because yeah. uh, Looney does not look well, good. I, don't, I mean, no. he hasn't looked good at various times yeah, in Looney, his career. Wow. By the way, yeah, he's slow. He's wow. slow. And yeah, he, he, and I don't know that he's going to quicken up at this point in his life and career. But I'm I just going to say it. I believe in Looney. This is a wash. This is a lost season. And maybe you could call me a loony apologist. It doesn't look good. You know, it looks like his his feet are just welded to the floor when the ball is five feet away from him. It, it looks very bad. But next season when they have something to play for um, and the team is better, I, I am going to bet on a loony bounce back. Yeah, that's, I'll just say, you know, I don't know what you would have got for him. You might have had to attach some picks, by the way, to get rid of loony. I don't know that who's taken 4.8 and 5.2. Uh, I mean, and low, and, and Spellman, I don't know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe and, and and Spellman and Spellman and Evans, part. though. I mean, like those are guys you could just like that part. I understand, and you hold on to Looney just as, as let's make sure we have one guy that the other guys know could play center. Marquise Chris Looney. We're not going to play Smalley next season. I don't think they are, or don't plan to. So I, I get all that, but I think the equation for Joe was I like D'Angelo Russell, but if Everyone's tired of them, and it doesn't quite fit. And we can get under the tax and get a young player who plays small forward. That makes sense to me. Now, it again, it's not like them. Again, when's the last time they've given up on a guy making that kind of money? Yes, that's, that's like they just don't. That hasn't been what they've done. When's the last time they haven't fleeced somebody? Yeah, like, I mean, absolutely. They walk away like, yeah. can you yep. believe they yep. gave us this? <laughs> yep. And so this was a different turn, but I think. The combination of ducking the tax and getting out of Russell when they didn't want him anymore, and for a player they think fits, but they know it's, it's optimism. It's not like nothing's guaranteed about Andrew Wiggins. Nothing's guaranteed that's going to all click together. But maybe they're a little worried that Russell was going to lose value at, by the summertime. You know, maybe that's how down they were. I didn't think so. They tend not but to think that way, but maybe they're like, wh or but what if? Why would they think that way? Is the crazy part. They've they've done this before with dudes who didn't have value. It's like that's the Warriors' mindset. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, we've got this pile of trash, but I bet we get something <laughs> for it, right? Like, I agree. It that's did. How yeah, they've yeah, I know. Always they, been. they they did it differently. Now they're scared. Yeah, they did, yeah, like, oh, let's get them now before yep. everybody sees. Like, they do they seem like, like they're they're losing their nerve a little bit, and mm -hmm. some of these moves that happen are 
they, this it seems is, like they're reacting more yeah, than this is acting. how Durant changed them. I do. I mean, they planned and planned. They got Durant, but then when he l- was leaving, just the mentality changed. This ro- this this roster wasn't good enough, or this roster had to be this had to be like before. They were seventy three and nine without him, and they were in game seven, up three one into game seven without him. Then they got him, and it was. How are we going to do this without? I mean, we we got to get something. We I mean, like, oh my God, we don't have like it's. There was a security of this franchise. It was added when they when they added Durant, but then when they lost him, they lost it. They, they lost. Him. And plus, with Clay hurt, Steph hurt. I mean, we're not. I'm not I trying mean, we, to. Yeah, again, it changed. Things happen. Reality when they happens. Lost, when they got Durant, they also lost Barnes. They also lost Bogut. Like they lost yep. central parts of it of their. And team. they, I think they got a little. You know, I don't want to say lazy, but maybe there was oh, some complacency. Lazy. Wow, wow. No, wow. no, I think there was a little complacency, and they let a lot of parts of the organization go, and they had this, just this advantage that nobody could compare to. So why are you going to work as hard? Why are you going to scour the earth for the best when that happens? It just seems like, what, you're you're taking your chance of winning the championship from 100% to 101%? Um, there's not that incentive. There's not that hunger. And also was let's keep the guys happy. Let's keep our guys. Let's you know, and and, and not do a tricky thing that would harm whatever co- you know chemistry they had in that locker room, which was a little awkward last season. We all know it, but let's make I sure. Mean, Durant those... said on the pod he thought he knew he was out <laughs> yeah. in January. Like, <laughs> Ethan. Which... Just don't trust your sources on that. You don't talk to anybody. Ethan, what was your story? <laughs> oh my god, it's February? so weird. I don't even engage. I don't even engage in it. Um, I just watch it from afar. But it's so bizarre when he's ta- he's telling Matt Barnes and he's telling Stephen Jackson that the media is trying to separate us. They're trying, but I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. I'm just thinking to myself. You realize you, were you literally left. doing it. Yeah, you were <laughs> left, yeah. and then he tells them that, that that he planned to leave early in the season when he was mad that anybody would be insinuating such a thing. And you can't even reason with it. It's impossible right. to reason with it. But it's just amazing to see it. Um, <laughs> so, 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 Kawakami's conclusion is that Durant has broken the word. No, 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 no. And no, what you no, heard, no, Ethan? No, I was like, oh, no, no. I like it. I aggregate <laughs> it. <laughs> he changed. Just the level of, you know, anxiety or, you know, it's not expectation, but just that, that they, they had a deeper well of patience about who they were. And then they got Durant and it just like if you've got the perfect supermodel wife, it's different than if you've got a really good wife. You know, it's like you feel differently You're about like, yourself. Man, my next one got to Yeah, be it's hot. like, oh, I can't. Uh, and then she might leave man, me. So, you know what? Yeah, I can't yeah. be seen <laughs> without another supermodel. Right. I yeah, can't be yeah. seen. It's like I, I need, the, you know, I, I, I need confirmation. I told for my wife. That. I was like, you better step it up. My <laughs> next one. Let me tell yeah. you. Yeah, uh, the weekend. The weekend is uh, hitting on her in in, in the, in the yep, nightclub. Yeah, anybody's seen just, it, uncut gems. And I know, I'm not saying any of this is wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying that level of player. There are three of them, and maybe in the league, and one of them is already on their team, and they have them, and the other one's LeBron, the other one's Durant, and it just changes just who you are having them around. You know, maybe Kawhi is there too these days, and but you know hasn't quite been there uh and Durant just changed them it changed yeah. just changed just the feeling of what they what they plan the pace of what they plan the patience with what they have to plan it and w- I think we've seen it in the last few moves maybe all logical maybe they would have do- done them no matter what 
doesn't feel like who they were when they did See, other that's, various that's things. That's what Andrew Wiggins is. Andrew Wiggins that guy. is He's the Warriors answer. reclaiming who they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're getting back a to nice the guy. of yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. Right? A nice, now, a nice now, guy. They're going to do this thing through the draft, through <laughs> yeah, development, Bill, Bill, strength yeah. in numbers. Like, the Warriors <laughs> are back. James they Wiseman. Were lost. They were lost for a few years. They lost yeah. their identity. They got Sh- caught up in the hype. But now with Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins, they foundation. are back. Back to who they are. Um, hey, hey is, I'll tell you, Thibodeau told me he's a great kid. Great kid, great folks. Kid, great kid. He it's reminds a, me of Larry Hughes. That's an old callback there. Woo! You know, talented, high draft pick. Just didn't work out in his first few years. But you get him, you get him, everything. He's going to be, oh, it's going to be just so great. Just see how talented he is. And it didn't work out so well with Larry Hughes. We'll see. Here, yeah, too. we'll see he with Wiggins. It. We'll see. Yeah. Should I scoop the draft pick I think they should get instead of Wiseman? Or or should we just save that for when when I write it? Why don't you save that when you write it? Save it for when you write it. it. It's all I talk about. I'm trying to get, you know, I can't, I'm trying to sound the alarm. We'll we'll talk about it after after you write it. You bring up a good point, though. Uh, They're, in essence, so Wiggins is now going to be a role player. In the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green squad, right? He's going to do your Barnes thing, right? And now they use the draft picks, keep a few of the young players who they think fit, and kind of recreate the strength of numbers, right? But this all boils down to nailing the draft. Oh, yeah. And we don't have much evidence that they will nail the draft, right? And, yeah, I mean, and they've been okay at the, when they've been at the top. At the top, yeah. They, yeah. Where, they, mean, where they are now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they even had this pick, so but they they've been. It was the highest pick? They had seven. Yeah, Steph Barnes. was Steph was nine. Steph was nine. Uh, Clay one, that was. Yeah, wait, wait, the, I thought Steph was seven. Steph. I thought Steph was, was seven. Steph was seven. Okay, Steph was different, seven. Yeah, different, yeah, 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 yeah. different was regime. Seven, yeah, yeah, that right. was a different Clay regime. Was, regime. Clay was ten. Clay was eleven. Eleven. Okay. Clay, regime, I think yeah. Clay, I think Clay's the best draft pick they've made, and I know that Draymond for when he was picked was, but that's like you're taking a flyer, you know, at that point in the second I round. I mean, they passed him up twice. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Clay, Zili over him. Clay, that's legitimately inspired late lottery. You did your scouting, you did your homework to get him, and I think in the end they didn't do uh, their homework. I know they had one workout, and they had a very, very prominent executive on their team say, "That's the pick. Well, that's that very, who they're taking." That's that was it. very smart by Pat Sun. Um, <laughs> wow! Wow! Wow. <laughs> wow. So I think we're talking about the logo. Yes, but, yes. But I think that draft pick, that's probably the most inspired draft pick of the run. Um, and in the end, even if you could say that Kawhi Leonard might have turned out to be a better player, because I think he, he went after Clay, Clay ends up being yeah, the better draft pick. Yep. Clay is still here. Well, look what Clay, <laughs> look what Clay did for Steph. So, I mean, just yeah. look at that. But no, that I'm just saying they haven't messed up a top 15 pick. So we'll say, I mean, the 20. I mean, they haven't had one. Yeah, yeah the 28th. Yeah, the 28th one. picks maybe not so good. But uh, th- those literally, are, those are Bob tough Myers picks. has had one top 15 pick. If you don't one count pick, yeah, if you don't count Clay, if you, no, if you count Clay, Clay okay, beyond that's the that, one pick. Yep. Yeah, they've got. I mean, these these picks, yo. <laughs> yep. So li- here are the Bob Myers picks: Clay and Charles Jenkins were 2011, 2012. Great European career. Harrison Barnes, Festus Azili, Raymond Green, and Kuzmich. There you go. 2015, so they didn't have a 13, didn't have a 14. 2015, they got Looney. 2016, Damian good Jones. Pick. No 17. 2018, they got Jacob Evans. Terrible. And obviously this year, Jordan Poole 
Eric Paschal and Jordan Poole, signs of life. Yep. Yeah. Sign- yeah, he looks he looks fine. He looks fine. I, I I I'm surprised by this, but certainly respect it. The guys come back from a, a deserved G League run, and he's, he's draft history. By the way, I don't understand. Like, oh my! Lord. They have not hit in the uh, back end of the first round. That's for sure. They have done the opposite I mean, just, of hitting. Just throughout yeah. here, a lot, lot of Nedeviches. I'm yeah. going through looking oh, at these wow, top yeah. fifteen. No, no, like, yeah. Some of these like just are just awful. Patrick yep. O'Brien. Yep. Number nine, Ike Diagu. Yep. Michael Petrus was eleven. By, by the way, Andres yeah. Andres Bedrins. Andres Bedrins was eleven. You go all the jo- way back to Bedrins was a decent enough pick. I mean, he yeah, washed he out eventually. He got, a sec- he got a second contract. Yeah. yeah. By the way, how did Jordan Poole bump into Tim in pregame? I don't understand. The the locker room was completely empty. Yeah, he, he walked past me and bumped into me and then wasn't too thrilled about it. And I, I think he did it on purpose. Yeah. He was like, I, I heard what you said. He tried to get he tried, <laughs> he tried to get his assistant coach to, to like come after me and I was like <laughs> You come, you get whoever you want to come after me. You bump into me, that's okay by me. <laughs> so it was so. It, I, I've heard tales of this too from what uh, I, that he is. He he's clumsy. Oh, I mean, he's okay. not he's not yeah. clumsy on the court, but he bumps into things in the locker room. Yeah, I thought you heard. Ta- yeah, I thought you heard tales of that. Like he yeah, he did bump into me. There's no question about. No, that. no, he's mad. He's gunning for you, Tim. No, he's, yeah, that he bumps an into accidental bump. That was a. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. That was good. a cafeteria yeah. shoulder check, yeah. like trying to make you drop your fries. He, 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 Mark, he stumbled into me, and we both were like, what the we hell We need that, that in the season. What the hell happened there? We need a feud between Tim and Jordan Poole just to get us through the last few months of this. You got Steph Curry coming back. Come on. What more do you need? What more do you need? I'll tell you what. Uh, say what you want about Jacob Evans and yada, yada, yada. Mark Keish Chris is the best draft pick they've had. <laughs> He's good. I mean, this he's dude, good. Yep. it's unbelievable how, like, he's he was a low IQ. Basketball IQ. Basketball IQ. Low yeah. basketball yeah. IQ player. He was rep- mm-hmm. reputed, like, he was given up on by three teams. And suddenly, some, sometimes he looks like the And what was he, like, the, the sixth pick or something like that? Yeah, eighth pick. Eighth pick, yeah. Eighth pick in 2016. He could have played for the really good Warriors teams. That's the, that's the you know. I mean, isn't that uh, yeah. what they want? Yeah. Energy, exactly. rebound, he's, finish. He's as good as JaVale McGee. He's as good as JaVale McGee was for them. He was as he's as good as Zaza Pachulia was for them. And that's it's a great it's a great it's a great value they got for him. No question. On on some nights he's their best player. And they they cut him and they got him back, which is just bizarre. I got a a text from uh, a Warriors executive when they waved him. It was like, What do you think the percentage is he gets picked up? I was like, seventy five percent. And they started laughing. As I was like, I I really do think they. This is like before he even got he cleared waivers. They were banking on the rest of the league yep. not picking him up. They were right. You know, people have their centers lined up, and yeah. most most teams have. There's like man, nobody's yeah, picking this exactly. dude up. Exactly. They got guaranteed contracts for their centers, and they don't want to you know move move the position around. They don't want a fifth center or whatever it is, but. The guy can play in the league. There's no question about it. And like you know, if the Lakers are the Lakers' best team in the league, maybe they are. If the Lakers picked him up, he'd play for them. There's just yeah. you know, he he can do stuff at that body. You know, he, you could see him starting on a really good team. Yeah. If the Warriors are really good next season, Marquise Chris can absolutely start. Could on that he be team. the starting five? Yeah, he could. I mean, Looney is the one that they would want to be the starting five, but I don't think any of us can project him to be playing 25 minutes next season for any extended period of time. So. Who's their starting center going in next season? It's Marquise Chris. I, I don't think there's a question or, about or, that. Or Wiseman, potentially. Oh, or, yeah. I mean, Steph, what would, Steph yeah. Clay, 
Wiggins, Draymond, Marquise Chris. Yep. And I think you would want Marquise Chris with that group. Yeah. And then maybe Looney's your second unit guy, and I don't know how the – and Steve is trying to figure out when to play Wiggins. Jordan Poole is your scorer Wiggins. off the bench. Uh, well, it's good as that they, they've got the uh, – in 2020 – in 2021, they'll get the two lottery picks, so that's not <laughs> Steve Warriors fans. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I mean, You're maybe, not, uh, but probably look, not. Look, Ethan, is there a market inefficiency in finding these, you know, written off high draft picks? Uh, where, where's Josh Jackson? Do they go? Do they do a flyer or drag? Dragon Bender. Drag and Bender yeah, I was like, gonna say he's available. I think. Get, get I think who generally high, speaking. Yeah. Generally speaking, you're probably going to have more luck with wings who um, have a longer projection or a longer learning curve than, say, the centers do. So I think that's the market inefficiency. You want to you want to get a wing. You want to get mean, Brandon Ingram Megan on the Pelicans. A wing. I don't care if he's seven feet. <laughs> I mean, I don't he know if Bender center, is really going to. Yeah, either. I don't think Bender is really going to do I'm it. I'm just for saying, you. but can't they remember just this? Do this, 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 this but fine. then they used the Zarko Jabarka bug. Yeah, remember yeah. they did stuff like this. Before. Oh yeah. And who was the um, God, I can't even remember now. A, a, a little bit later, the guy who made all those threes in Sacramento, um, Vladimir Rodmanovich. Oh, Vladimir. Yeah, Rodmanovich. Yeah, they've done they've done stuff like this, you know, like just grab them and see what you can do. Well, this you is a previous catch regime. Them before they make it, you gotta catch them before they make <laughs> yes, it. Yes, yes. Uh, but like, Josh, I don't think they're getting I'm, another Marquis. I'm interested in Josh Jackson. That's who I'm interested in. He's no good. He's six foot eight. We said the same thing yeah, about Marquis. That's Chris. true. That's like, true. He's six foot eight. Yeah. He can. Uh, you know, I, I'm a believer in pilfering bad organizations. He's probably cheap, and he spent all of his career with Phoenix, except for six games. He's, Memphis, he's right? one of the Phoenix guys. <laughs> he's one of all the guys in Phoenix. That's why you want that. Uh, who? Oh, Alex Len, you want yeah, him too? Nah, he's bridges. Some time another team. Yeah, okay. now, so, he, so we know. <laughs> you just oh, want you want to take bridges? I like Bridges. Yeah, I yeah. take Bridges in a heartbeat. He's like the worst plus-minus player in the NBA right now. I like looked that up. Like the w- real plus-minus, real. You plus know, minus. it's hilarious. Yeah. A guy I like who uh, Ethan hate is actually looks really good in Phoenix. Kelly who? Oubre. Kelly Oubre. <laughs> oh he's a, yeah, he's not a bad player. He's. I mean, he's, I don't know that he's a fifteen million dollar. I've player, just always wondered with player. him what's his main skill. When Marcus and I would talk about him, like what's the main? Yeah. What's the main. Well, I, I know, get, you have yeah. to have a Hall of Fame skill for yeah. Ethan. Like <laughs> well, I get some Batum from him, and when Batum fell off, he fell off a cliff. Like those guys who can't shoot like reliably. And when they don't have what? that step defensively, thirty-six percent from three this year. Who Kelly is? I mean, that's perfectly no, I'm, average. I'm saying Batum, <laughs> Batum, <laughs> and Batum is one of the worst players. It's perfectly in, average is one of the worst players in the league this season. Like if you, if you, I'm just saying that's are, why you got to get them before they get paid. <laughs> get them for that two years. Yeah, you got to catch right them there in there. while they're trying to salvage their <laughs> and then career. Then once they get paid, once they get paid, that's it. You're forget done. Forget about You're it. Done. Let that be a lesson. When Marquise Chris now wants twenty million a year, that's when you let somebody else. Marquise is like Ian Myers Leonard for the Warriors. I'm I think I think the I'm team to, the the team to pilfer was the Lakers because they were just so bad at development and only cared about getting LeBron James and the free agents. So like, I I don't know if there's a situation like that right now where you can get. I mean, Wiggins is kind of it, right? We'll see. What does Minnesota 30 million, do? 30 it's thirty million, <laughs> yeah. but they're like, yeah. yeah, man, they didn't handle you right. And then you got four years in. Yeah. Oh, he's the, he fits that kind of yeah. model. Like, like one yeah. team that didn't know what the hell to do with him. I, I think you should do it, though, before they get to $30 million. But <laughs> You have to wonder, like, what were they doing that was so much worse out there in Minnesota? I know Glenn Taylor hasn't corresponded with much success, but, you know, what are they – <laughs> what are the bad development decisions they're making with Wiggins? Well, some to go of it ice is, fishing? I, I bet you some of it is what we saw 
like but with players like Kevin Durant where because they're your star they get away with more stuff even uh, uh Fizdale recently was saying man I should have been harder on the players I should have like held them to I a mean, higher standard Towns is like once you, you get your about. star it doesn't matter if he is on par with the rest of like Kevin Durant you do what you want to do you're Kevin Durant but some of these other players who want max money they want the same treatment so yeah. they're but they're not that good to be getting that and I think some of these franchises they aren't they aren't putting it down like that. That's why it matters that Steph Curry is the hardest worker say, on I mean, the team, right? Like, Tim Duncan. Yeah. That's why yes, Steve that's, always that's compares matters, to Tim Duncan. Yeah. When your best yeah. player, one of the best players in the league, is that way, then Towns. everyone else has to fall in line. This is what I wonder. Like, okay, we're talking about a Wiggins draft pick future, right? Say three, four years. Is, it, is that any good? <laughs> I mean, is that what you really want to be? I mean, uh, I mean, it, they're, they're going to really have to be. Depends. They're going to have to be. But geez, it's just going to be the draft for this for this Warriors team. It's when they take those swings, when they get those two likely likely high draft picks uh, this season, their own. Next season, the Wolves. It's just do they capitalize on that or not? And that's likely going to tell tell the tale right there. So you're saying they're making the playoffs next year? I'm saying they're probably making the playoffs next season. Probably. <laughs> I'm just sorry. You said they have two lottery ticks a minute ago. I know. I was, jo- I, I, I was I joking know, I just about the potential of it all. Um, if they want to go full process. I mean, tank. That would... Tank-O-Rama. Two-year oh, tank. God. Chase Center. Oh, <laughs> wow. Just imagine that. Imagine how dispiriting that's going to get. Um, oh, man. That, that, that Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo reunion would happen. I mean, that's the – it really is Milwaukee. the weird thing. I wrote <laughs> no. that. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, in Milwaukee. That's wow. getting aggregated. If they, Aggregation. You think you think if they tank again, Steph going to sit there and chill? He's, got, he's up in two years, by the way. <laughs> exactly. I think, he, I think he should. I mean, I think that – you talk about market inefficiencies. Maybe Damian Lillard one day leaves the Blazers, but I think he gets something extra – from being a guy in this era who goes, no, you know, this is the situation um, and I'm invested in it. And that's, it's almost zigging when everybody else is zagging that it only, it does more for your reputation um, than if you try to pursue, uh, you know, try to pursue the limelight. Then again, Anthony Davis, I guess, is a counterexample where it's actually worked out for him and it's going better for him now that he's left New Orleans. Well, if you join the bronze team, that's also yeah. part of it. So yeah, it's that, a unique that situation. That helps. See, it's a, it's a unique situation. I don't. I like. I I don't like the product on the floor right now for the Warriors. It's very hard to watch. It would be easier if Pascal was progressing, but he's regressing. Um, but I, as somebody who enjoys thinking about draft picks, I enjoy that part of it. I mean, just, I don't know if it's going to last. It's been two home games, but you know, their starters have not been very bad. It's you know, and rel- predictably, it's that backup group. If you count Bowman as part of the backup group, which I kind of do, even though he starts. You know those guys are Toscano Anderson. I know Andrew, he's 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 Marcus's guy, but uh, you he's know those guys, those guys. I mean Zach Norvell. They're just getting pummeled. Slater's guy. They're getting pummeled. Uh, you know why? Why wouldn't they get pummeled? We, Jeremy yeah. Pargo. Which these are people who were not in the NBA, but that starting five is not terrible. I mean, like if you if Pascal plays any good, you got six. And then Looney, that yes, I mean, like I, I can watch that and see what Steph comes back. We'll see how that works. But I don't think it's been ter- these last two games haven't been bad. And I don't know if that's the way it's going to be, especially on the road. But I can watch these these last two games, uh, especially that if it wasn't for that third quarter, last night's game would not have been very good. But that third quarter was 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 pretty interesting. So 
you know, maybe Wiggins can pump in, you know, 16 every now and every third quarter once in a while and make these games interesting and then Steph comes back. I, I can watch all that. I'm not nearly as critical and harsh as Ethan is on this. Yeah, uh, Ethan just can't watch losing basketball. He just doesn't understand just the, just, just the way things build. I'm he like Steve Kerr. I'm like <laughs> Steve Kerr in that way. Um, you are yeah, like I, Steve Kerr in that I, way. I know I'm deep in the rabbit hole because I went into the Heat locker room pregame and I was asking Goran Dragic uh, because his brother – has played with one of the potential top picks, oh boy. Uh, and he just looked at me like I was I, I, I was speaking another language. He just said, "I, I don't I mean, you like I, the time difference. <laughs> like I don't watch my brother play that much, if I'm honest." Really went to the heat locker room. Not to every ask about. I know. Not everybody's Andrew Bogut, Ethan. Okay, not everybody's <laughs> Andrew Bogut. They're not going to help you and do your draft chart on Australian players and yeah. And I mean, Bogut players. was a very good free scout. It was uh, it was a good uh, good resource there. But yeah, there was no Dragic. Basically. I mean, he kind of admitted that as much as he loves his brother, he's not watching those games. No, you're the only <laughs> one watching them, live or on stream, clearly. <laughs> I see the videos. There's nobody in the stands. You and some parents. <laughs> All right, we are out of here. Uh, until next time, we'll see you Tuesday, right? Nate? See you.